0: This is your life. This is your life. Right now is your life. Life is about right now. Live and live are spelled the same way. In order to live, you must be live right now. The past does not equal the future unless you give the past permission. You are the sum total of your dominant thoughts and decisions yes you are so a little birdie told me that you have an out of control sexual behavior of some sort pornography masturbation fanatization or some kind of unhealthy sexual behavior a little birdie also told me that it's starting to get the best of you and it's not okay anymore that's good news it not being okay because that's the beginning of how you can change it we're gonna have a adult grown folk conversation about behaviors, attitudes, decisions, choices, actions, to become healthy. Becoming healthy is a journey. It's not a one and none. It's not like the sexual addiction BS that you do where you just get all excited, you do this and then you blast this one. Now, it requires a lot more work than that. It's strategic, it's taking steps. It's reflection, it's looking inside. It's being introspective. It's deciding that you want a better life for yourself. That's what this is about. My name's Joseph F. Price. They call me Joey P. I'm gonna be your host in this journey. I'm gonna be your partner in this dance. We're gonna do this together. We're gonna become better people together. You are going to have sexual mastery. You are going to have mastery in your life. Yes, you are. You're gonna be a better person. You're gonna be somebody that you can be proud of. You're gonna be somebody that even your mama can be proud. But it's not gonna come free. You're gonna have to do some work. You're gonna have to do some reflection. I'm gonna give you some tools I'm not gonna do it all on my own I'll bring some guests they'll give you the good stuff but here's what you got to do take this as a journey a journey that you get better each and every day a journey that we don't stop until we figured out how to do it and we become invincible yeah we can become invincible to our pornography at sexual behaviors, and unhealthy other addictions. You just gotta understand how it works. You gotta understand how y- your mind is making you its bitch. I know you don't like that language, but you're the bitch of your mind. And so this work that we're gonna do, it's about neutralizing that and you becoming the victor. You becoming the master. You becoming the man that you're supposed to be. That's what I'm talking about. So if that's something that interests you, if that's something that you wanna do, then let's do that together. It ain't a one and done, it's a journey. So let's begin. 3, two, one. What's up? What's up? All right, everybody. This is Joseph F. Price. We're back in the house. Good afternoon. Hope everybody's doing fine. I got with me a special guest, uh, Mr. Andrew Murray, who's actually uh, a coach out there in the world uh he's one of the recovery coaches up and coming and he's actually a a decent friend of mine Uh, we collaborate and work on a couple things together we have a partner uh client or two so we worked on with somebody before so he's a person that i'm very familiar with um part of my um spotlight on the recovered series of which i just want to have a conversation with real live people that have been through what it is that you're going through right now and have come out on the other side and you know before we even get started in this conversation there's a theme as to what happens when people come out on the other side it's basically Um, they figure it out so what is figuring it out what figuring it out is getting the recovery capital as in learning the proper techniques to uh, free yourself of what you are chained by executing those techniques on a consistent basis and waiting for the results to manifest themselves and also uh, a continuous Journey of managing oneself on a daily basis. I'll say it over and over again, and I'll say it every time we meet. Recovery is not an event, it's a journey. And what we're talking about today is a person's journey, and the journey has like a whole bunch of steps. So we're going to talk about some of those steps. Say hi to everybody, Mr. Andrew Murray.
1: What's up, everyone? love the
0: introduction yeah how about
1: that great introduction
0: yeah so yeah I I really don't know exactly where to start but uh, I I guess I would start like this uh you know one of the neat things about just life in general but also different associations is it combines various generations So my generation being somebody that grew up in the 60s and your generation being somebody that grew up in the early 2000s, two different generations and in the context of pornography addiction, they're actually two different addictions, but they're similar. And so it's always neat to get a a different perspective and especially a young person's perspective, because it really is. It's a little bit different in the younger people than the older people, Uh, because, you know, we we started out with magazines and you all started out in high gear with the movies. So if you would uh, just tell us a little bit about where you grew up and uh, before you started looking at porn.
1: Uh, yeah. So I grew up in Illinois, uh, outside of St. Louis, um, literally over the river. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just, just like any other kid, you know, going to school. Um, I'm a dancer. I love to dance and hang out with friends. I love to skateboard and stay active. Um, Yeah. That's pretty much, you know, my childhood. Hanging with friends, skateboarding, getting into trouble—any what any teenager would do. <laughs> now, you know, did, 14, did did you old. have
0: um did you have like um were you from a divorced family or was your family um a uh, 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 um, a family that stood together?
1: Yeah. So my uh, parents were divorced at when I was six years old. Um, it didn't like. I, I didn't have a problem with it back then, you know. Oh, I don't have a problem with it now. Um, but I, I didn't have a problem with it. Like, they weren't arguing. So I would go to my dad's um, after school on Thursdays through half a Sunday. And then my mom would pick me up in the afternoon on Sunday. And then I'd go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on. Um, so I didn't really have a problem with that at, at all, um, which is good. Because a lot of parents fight. So, you know, I'm very fortunate at that. My parents, um, you know, didn't put me in the middle, in between all of it, so
0: yeah. So, when did your parents break up? How old were you? Uh, then?
1: Okay, so, um,
0: approximately. You don't have to hit it on the nose. We're not gonna. It's you know.
1: yeah. It was around the same time. It was like six years old. It was like oh four. Oh, about two thousand three, two thousand four uh, when they broke up. Um, yeah, my, uh, that's kind of like how it was growing up is going to my mom's. She, she's a property manager. So I'd always like help her with houses. Um, my dad, he, uh, he was a contract worker, um, at the, uh, on the, uh, on the base. So, um, I actually got like two like, I, I got to live, um. you know, my dad, when I'd go over to my dad's house, I'd always have, like, the nice stuff, right? So, you have your parents that, uh, you know, he would, he would spoil me, but I was always grateful. So, you know, I'd always have the nice stuff. And over at my mom's house, she was very, like, frugal with money. Like, she wasn't broke, but she knew how to manage her money. And so um you know so take it from uh you know your mom lives in like old Victorian houses with a bunch of dogs and you get all dirty right so I'm a kid I'm getting all dirty and you go over to your your dad's house and it's a nice immaculate place (laughs) so I got like to a best world my my mom would always um you know I was never like a like a um like a greedy like I was never greedy or like you know i want this i want that it was very you know i i kind of i saw both sides right my dad would give me something and then i, I was very grateful i was very grateful as a kid mm-hmm. so that's kind of like how it was growing growing up
0: so let um, me ask you this and i, I kind of think i have the answer but help me out with the specific answer from you it sounds like you had loose boundaries over when you were with mom and tight boundaries with dad is that true yeah. Um
1: tight as in I would I would say the opposite it was
0: mom was probably. strict with the boundaries and dad was loose with the boundaries
1: Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, so I think it it flopped. Yeah. They were
0: both at extremes though. Is that true? Yeah. Both but yeah. But, but I guess that the opposite wrong. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cuz see one of the things you may uh just I'm just going to remind you of is that usually people that fall to porn addiction, they have um, boundaries that are either extremely tight or or extremely loose. So you had kind of the best of both worlds supporting you. It's just a fact that tends to show up. So about what age were you when you first got into pornography? And tell me about the age and then also your first experience and then what happened after the first experience.
1: So I had like a, it was like um like an iPod,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: the first generation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was an iPhone. It was just an iPod. Uh, was, I think it was fourth generation. It was like a fourth generation iPhone, iPod. And uh, I got it for like Christmas or something. And um, yeah, I think I was that kind of, got my attention with like the internet and I had like the internet on in my hands at mm-hmm. 13, 14 years old. Um, Yeah. And I think that's just kind of brought, you know, strung up some curiosity as a, as a, as a young child.
0: And then what happened? I, I mean, you saw it and then what happened it was like, so- oh, I like this. And then, you you kept stumbling into it, or you kept deliberately stumbling into it, or what happened? Mm. You're
1: you're asking me these questions because I never really ask myself, you know, I don't ask myself every day. It's kind of unlocking in my brain. Um, so I didn't know what like what what porn was, mm-hmm. and so I was I would go on YouTube and. I would look up, I would look at girls like dancing. It started with dancing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So I'm looking at these grown women like dancing, and like that struck my curiosity, right? Oh what? Wow, this girl, this woman's really attractive. So like I didn't know what before, you know, porn, I didn't know what that was. So I would, you know, look on YouTube and just like watch these videos. Um for, you know, quite a while. Um, and then you know, and then I was like introduced to you know, uh, PG-13 movies, rated R movies like The American Pie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that really like, whoa, what's this? You know. And it was I was very curious at the time and then I remember going I was like 13 14 I went over to my friend's house and we both had an iPod right so we were very curious this was like later on um maybe like maybe a year after uh but like we were really curious and we would look up porn like nothing like on our on our iPods, we have internet, we got Wi-Fi connection. So we're like looking these up. And I mean, I was like, oh wow, like what the heck? This is crazy. It's like the palm of my hands. Um and yeah, like I remember another time. Um I went over to the same friends, we went over to his grandparents' house. And they had like an old, uh, <laughs> like an old VHS or no, I, I don't know if it was V, I think it was a CD. I don't think it was VHS, but it was a CD. And what, this is like 20, 2010, 2011, and the CD is probably like 05. And like we're watching it. Like me and him are watching pornography. And so it struck my curiosity, like again. Um... And then, like, time after time, I'm, like, on, you know, my iPod. I'm watching porn. Um, Thinking nothing of it. Like, this isn't going to affect me. Right? My friends are doing it. It's fine. It's cool. Whatever. Um, And then, uh, then, like, it went over to, like, when I got a phone. Like, I got a phone at 15... 15 years old Mm -hmm. and uh well I had a phone before but it wasn't turned on like the internet wasn't on so right my parents would here here's a phone but don't lose it you know I'm not going to turn on the phone so you you know can uh you know so you won't lose it so uh I got a phone like 15 15 years old and uh yeah like I'm watching porn on the internet like through my phone and then I remember, I think my dad just sensed it <laughs> that I was watching porn. And he, like, took my phone. And I think he went through the search history. And it was, like, the most embarrassing thing ever. Like, having your dad catch you, watch porn.
0: So then um, what happened with that? With, with that, what, what did
1: um, that? Oh, man. Then he put, like, blockers on the phone. I remember, yeah, you put blockers. So I couldn't I couldn't get to it. But now that you're you're asking these questions to unlock my brain. So to actually step back, maybe maybe a year before that. The same friend, um, we're like, we're watching TV. My parents are gone, they're you know, hanging with their friends, and we're, you know, alone in the house, and we're watching like we're on demand and then we find like HD, like pornography videos. And so like, we're watching it and we're like, we're just like, so like mind blown or what we're, what we're, what we're seeing here. And uh, then like later that it was like a Saturday, I'm sure it was like a Saturday night. And then that Sunday evening, we had to drive my friend back home and we're in the car <laughs> and that it's funny because the day the the way that my dad like catches us like he's just super calm like he's not yelling but like you know you're like oh yeah he he knows (laughs) and you just feel awkward so we're sitting you know in the car thinking nothing of it like oh we just saw something on tv um he won't know um and so we're driving and it's just silence and then he just says uh so I I actually I don't remember I'm I'm butchering it right now but I don't remember what he said exactly but it was like along the lines of like uh he was like hinting that he knew but he didn't want to like embarrass us for Mm -hmm. 14 15 years old and um he's like yeah um yada 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 like yeah you're watching tv last night cool on the uh on my tv yeah yeah (laughs) and so like He's just kind of like, he makes it as a joke, but like, hey, I see you, like quit it, knock it off. Um, And, you know, he goes, hey, um, please don't watch porn on my TV. He goes, it's my TV, okay. (laughs) And So like, it was just very embarrassing for us and he leaves. And I tell you, like the ride home, it was just, it was just like, oh, oh my goodness, it's just so embarrassing. But yeah, but from what I was saying um, before, like a year after that, you know, he sees that there's porn on my phone, he puts blockers. And I mean, this is just like a continuous cycle, Um, you know, over the years. And then like, it didn't stop until like when I started to notice it, like 2018. Like this, this was like a problem. You know, like I was, I was curious because I'm, I'm going to my friends. I'm like, I, mean, I don't know, like my, my friends, are they doing Like, it doesn't seem to, you know, affect them. Um, but I like, after just years of like, you know, watching porn and not really thinking of uh, like anything of it, I'm like, man, what am I, like, why am I wasting my energy? Like well, I'm hiding it in secrecy in all these years. like it doesn't make you feel good like it's it's like it's 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 work that's that's work for a porn addict to hide um you know videos from friends, from family, like you're gonna slip up. It's gonna happen. You know, you're a porn addict, it's gonna happen because you're just so like struck up, like you're, you know, the the adrenaline of watching porn. You're not thinking of anything of it. You might forget to delete a video and then, you know, it can just go downhill from there. So I'm like, man, why am I like wasting my energy? Like watching porn, like I dance, I skateboard. I do this stuff like it drains my energy. This is not like what I want to do. And um, actually, I think my mom, because she introduced me to um, sacred sexuality, tantra, and like it opened up my eyes. And I was like, "Oh, whoa! Like this is really cool." Not to like get into detail about it, but it's just like a new, um, like a new paradigm, a new way of thinking about sex and really cool thing really cool stuff so i like knocked that off i quit that I mean, it, it wasn't easy but i was really like interested in um tantra i'm like wow it was like this is so cool and how like how you can like move energy right it's like your chi like your 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 um your ingredients, your sperm is chi, right? When you lay it it's out, body like,
0: feng shui is what you're talking about. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, so a, like, that's a way I can describe it. I understand mm-hmm. what you're talking about, but you it know, was
1: like really interesting
0: to me. I'm going to interrupt you on, on on one thing that, that uh, I do want to point out. Um, mm-hmm. and and like that guy in my life, his name was Chuck. See, it was like uh, 40 something years ago. So I guess I can say Chuck, but in your case, it wasn't that many years ago. So you might not want to say the guy's name, but what I want to talk about is that guy whose house that you got your first exposure to porn. It's generational. I just want to point out that uh, there was somebody that was older in that friend's house that was doing porn and that's how you Mm -hmm. got to porn. And I always tell people it's generational that whenever we can help somebody, we're helping somebody that's coming up after them. Because in your friend... You, you 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 I don't know if you if you even noticed it but as you did, I'm looking for that as you're telling me anyway cuz it's the same pattern every single time anyway so it's not anything yeah. like new so your friend had an adult and I think it was a dad but it doesn't matter specifically who it was it was somebody older and the point yeah. is is when you can stop it you're stopping the people mm-hmm. below and I, right. I I I'd be remiss if we didn't point how important that is and that this is something that it's picked up at home and a lot of times Mm -hmm. people you know uh think oh it's not a problem at my house that's what you think yeah you you think it's not a problem at your house but you know we can knock we can knock on eight doors and it's going to be a problem at one of those doors yeah real for real if not right those doors so All right. So you did this and you did that and you did this. And and what was the thing that, 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 okay. You you said that you, you you didn't appreciate all that time wasting, but like, what was the thing that said no more? What was it more than just time? Was what was the thing that really hit you and just said, I can't have this, 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 this doesn't match my identity. It doesn't match my blueprint cuz see we quit differently. A lot of times people get forced to quit. But yeah. you and I our story is such that we actually just embrace this doesn't work.
1: Yeah, I got like introduced I got like introduced to like coaching and like um consulting and I was like really like into that. I'm like oh that's really cool. I'm like well I can't like before even with the whole porn recovery coach like I didn't even think of it like that I can coach someone but it was interesting to me and then like I got introduced to like Tantra and like around the same time like coaching and I'm like oh man like I need to I need to cut this out um so I think like looking up videos of um uh ISTA which is um the retreat that I've been on uh, I was very curious I'm like oh this is like really cool like this is something I want to do I'm like what are they know what are the co- what do the teachers know um the facilitators like this is very interesting and it's like I've been doing it you know I've been looking at sex all wrong this whole time like you know seven eight years up until that point uh so yeah, I would have to say, I, I mean, thanks to, to Tantra, like
0: Tantric teachings, like that's so cool. Um, so tell yeah. me about your recovery journey. And, 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 you know, I mean, um, I mean, like mine was like, um, this doesn't work in my life i'm mm-hmm. a porn recovery coach and it just basically took like six weeks of something that just fell out of my life for good that's mm-hmm. my little journey um and and i think the reason being is because i didn't watch that many movies and that's yeah. again that's where we're talking generational because mm-hmm. you know i i i was mo- there was exposed to more stills than Movies and movies have more stuff going on. Therefore, that uh, creates a, a stronger addiction. So tell me about your quitting, your struggles, you know, your challenges. How did that go?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, it was hard.
0: What was, was hard? Like, what was hard?
1: Like from stopping something that you've been doing for so long. And like, you know, teaching yourself like, no, like a different way, right? So it was like hard for me, of course, to totally cut that, cut that like out, you know, I would go a week, two weeks, and then I'd like fall back into uh, like watching porn. Um, So it was like, it, it was, it was hard for me. <clears throat> um but like over time when I was like thinking, I'm like, okay, well, why don't I like I'm still getting um you know if I cut porn and this is like in the you know with with Tantra, uh if I like cut porn and I could what? Like uh you get bored in what five minutes, three, four minutes?
0: Some people right. do. I I, I don't right? get bored, but people get bored, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, as like when you're watching, you know, say like you're 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 masturbating, you're like, Oh, you need something in front of you, or you're gonna get bored. Like just doing it just
0: No, I get what you're saying. People get so, bored. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's like, okay. So I was like, it was almost like a game, like, okay, let me let me uh like i don't want i don't i don't want to ejaculate but I'm not gonna I'm, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna use porn I'm not gonna use images I'm gonna try to use my mind i'm gonna use like images in my head right and then as soon as the like as I hit like the 90 to 100 percent tile right mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to stop So it like became like a game, like, okay, I'm going to
0: whenever I do feel like watching porn, I'm just going to be like, no, 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 no. let me just wait. let me
1: just try this way.
0: Well, let me ask you something. I mean, that's how you started off. But then eventually, because these are things that people do and 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 you can succeed in maybe not doing porn for a while doing these things. But here's here's the problem. If you don't get recovery capital, if you don't learn a why, if you don't learn how to manage yourself, if you don't get committed to being a better version of yourself, if you don't do some of that, that real recovery work, just, just exacting a bunch of discipline, eventually that collapses. And what you're talking about is, is exacting a bunch of discipline. So how did you, how did you add some real recovery capital in with, that discipline where did you get that the tools for recovery capital from youtube okay all right so like, like so in other, in other words you weren't playing that little game oh let me just not do this oh let me just not do that take a call see because that's not gonna work no 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 because uh, your addiction is 250 addictions and you got to figure out you got to take them take them out one at a time and then yeah. when you take out 250 micro addictions, you don't have an addiction. And the reason yeah. why people keep going around in circles is 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 they haven't stuck in they haven't stuck around because they know everything to understand mm-hmm. that their addiction is 250 micro addictions that they need to address and be about the business of addressing those, and yeah. then they won't have the major addiction because actually what you had described was mm-hmm. you were talking about micro addictions fantasy and masturbation underneath the porn those are actually my in this context there are other addictions because as soon what i find when 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 i get people off of porn is then oh they find out they have a masturbation addiction then when they don't have a masturbation addiction they find out they got a fantasy addiction mm. and then mm. when they get rid of that then they start working on their relationship. And then when they start working on their healing and then after they work on that, then they start becoming that phenomenal version of themselves. And then all of a sudden, boom, it starts to flip. See, But they started where they thought that this journey is about not doing anything. No, this journey is not about not doing. It's about continuously doing. So, um, did you relapse a bunch and how, how long did it take for you to like from day 1 to mastery how, how how many months did that take Now I'm I told you it took me 6 weeks
1: Yeah it took me longer <laughs> It took me longer
0: It wasn't like
1: an overnight thing Um
0: well 6 weeks isn't overnight either Yeah no that's yeah It's fast in in our context but still it's not Yeah overnight. Um, and I think what
1: also helped was telling a friend that I had this problem. So it was like, it made it easier. Like yeah. I wasn't hiding it. And then like, there was no judgment. It wasn't like, Oh, what? Like, it's like, he was probably having the same problem I was having. That's
0: when the ball opened. Yeah. When you're when like, you told open him. about it. when you told him that's when the whole thing popped.
1: Cause it was a lot of guilt. <laughs> myself that's, you know
0: that's when the whole thing popped yeah and you, know, you want to know something that that's like weird it's really weird like um i told you that you got to get off on your education and so mm-hmm. i got this book called dopamine nation oh and, yeah okay. yeah so um it, it wasn't even in this book by the way but mm-hmm. they talk about how you know we're addicted Dopamine is going to be at the source of everybody's addiction. So they talk about different ways that people create dopamine and this and that and the other. Now, check this out. Many porn addicts have become dopamine fiends per se. You know, when you do what you just finished doing, as in you just finished sharing your story and you were very vulnerable and this and that and the other, you've just flushed yourself with a lot of dopamine It actually blasts you with dopamine. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. So it's actually healthy. It actually gives the addicted some of what they want—the very thing that they're avoiding. Telling somebody gives them that jolt. Because remember, break a habit, make a habit. Mm -hmm. You don't get rid of habits; you replace them. You know. the the whole journey of, well, you tell me, I mean, one thing that people that are addicts, they, they get trapped in the age that their addiction started at. And as soon as they get out of their addiction, they, um, they start to grow up again. Mm -hmm. And then they also see all the things that they were missing, like hobbies and such and this and that and the other. And that's one of the things that, uh, I always tell people, um, when you stop the addiction, then all of a sudden you start to see stuff that you didn't see before. So talk about stuff that you saw. And at what point did you start to see stuff that you didn't see before? Because that happened.
1: Well, I mean, the way that you look at
0: women. Ah, oh, it's a big one. Yeah. They're not just objects anymore, huh? <laughs> They're not just pieces of meat anymore, huh? Right, They're right. not just there for your good and pleasure anymore, huh? <laughs> they're, they're not just pieces of machinery anymore, huh? All right, they're not exactly. just bitches anymore, huh? They're <laughs> they're they're women now. Huh? Okay.
1: Right. Yeah. It was like the way like my mind was like, um, you know, like listening to like, like rap, like I listened to a lot of hip hop too. That was like another thing, and that kind of like, you know, that's it. Uh, they talk about women like that.
0: Well, there's actually Um, some, what I would consider musical porn. I think you know more about that than I do. Uh, uh, Music that's just porn. And I'm mm -hmm. just going to keep it real. Uh, I drove Uber one time and, uh, you know, people are weird. They do weird stuff. And so this woman that I was riding with, she didn't really have anything better to do. So she, you know, took the Bluetooth over, which was fine with me. And all she kept doing was playing like, musical porn it was like a 90 minute ride and all she kept doing was yeah like they they were saying all kinds of graphical stuff about how i want to do this and how you would be and you know your you know your physical environment yeah it was it was really much and i'm like yeah you think you're funny don't you i know what you're doing you're trying to be funny but you know what i'm a professional in anything that i do so you know you just keep on have your fun but yeah, there's <laughs> it, there's some music that's definitely uh, can arouse people. And that particular day, that, that lady was having her little fun with me playing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you did bring up something that's important. And I think that you brought something that's important to the recovery process is Yeah, you got to watch what you're exposed to. And yeah. music is one of those things. And I I, kind of let you go and just, you know, talk without interrupting because like I always invite people to listen and go back and listen to people's stories because Mm -hmm. basically you you told people a lot of what they need to do versus anything that anybody could ever tell. Mm -hmm. Basically, if they listen to how your journey evolved, their journey is going to be similar. And if they don't do some of the same things that you do they're never going to get to recover yeah right and it's about something that you do you weren't waiting around for it to happen you know because if we're waiting around I, i heard some something on i have so much stuff coming at me good stuff and uh it was on some of it somewhere it's like if you're waiting around for somebody to come and save you you're crazy they're not coming They're not coming. Nobody's coming to save you. They're not coming. You got to go out and find the resources to save yourself. And even though we're producing some of those resources, it's incumbent upon people to go out and find those resources. You got to find them. Nobody's Mm -hmm. coming to save you. So we're almost done here. And uh, we're going to have another time where we can go back into your story at a later date. But, I always ask people because everybody has something really 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 super special to offer everything so that being said what is one thing that you want everybody to know in the context of recovery addiction what what one thing if 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 they didn't hear anything else and they just started right now what one thing would you want anybody to know about porn addiction recovery
1: Um, <clears throat> I would have to say to get out of your head right like when you're in your head and you're like I can do it I can overcome porn by myself and you know you tell yourself okay I'm gonna go a week I can do it right and then like you 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 end up falling back to where to, to the beginning. Right. So I would say to get out of your head and to actually talk to yourself, um, let out like emotions, right? Like how you're feeling. Cause we're walking, you're going, you know, you're moving every day. You're doing something, you're going to work, you're getting coffee, you're doing all this stuff and you're in your head. You're not thinking you're just like moving. You're like, without even your body is just doing it. Right. It's like a habit. So just as po- just like porn, you go and get on your laptop, you watch porn because you've been doing it for, you know, five, six years. You're in your head. But if you step out and like you talk to yourself like, oh, wait, 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 you, you know, you're on your computer right now. And you're like, hold on, hold on. OK, why am I looking at porn? Why am I feeling this way? Why are the all these emotions, you know, or why are they coming to me? right so i think it's important to like to write things down get out of your head talk to yourself um like just it's okay to get mad it's okay to get angry just let out these like trapped emotions in your body <clears throat> it's like i said you're just in your head way too much you're on the computer you're typing you know you're asking for help It's better to to, um, get on the phone and talk to someone. Hey, I'm feeling, this is exactly what I'm feeling. I'm feeling vulnerable. Um, I've been watching porn for so long. Instead of being on the computer and you're in your head, right? Not really talking, not using any verbal communication skills with people. So back to what I'm saying is to get out of your head, talk to someone, talk to yourself. Um, it's okay to talk to yourself. You're not crazy. So number one is to get out of your head.
0: That's, that's, that's my advice. Cool. And um, I appreciate you stopping by and let me acknowledge you because it's not easy to talk about those kind of things. So I do want to acknowledge you for uh, being vulnerable and taking the risk and Uh, putting your story out there uh, that way, uh, in service to others. Um, It's not the easiest thing in the world. So um, I do appreciate you stopping by today. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Andrew Murray, uh, who is actually a porn addiction recovery coach, Uh, I'm going to put his data on the show details Uh, is there anything that you want to, do you have a handle or website or anything that you want us to put on?
1: Um, yeah, sure. Uh, on Facebook, you can join, um, a Facebook group called Porn free success. Um, it's a private group. Um, so if anyone is worried that anybody's going to see them joining a group, it's totally private. So, um, yeah, feel free to join.
0: and yeah, what's the name of that group again, Andrew? Corn Free Success. Okay. I appreciate it. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Andrew Murray. I, I definitely appreciate him taking the moment to stop by and uh, give us some flavor. Uh, that's very important. Um, I invite you to go back and actually listen to the story again, because there's a lot of The journey that's spoken about you know we can sit here and teach technique all day long sometimes you can hear the technique playing out in somebody's life a lot better than we could ever teach so i I invite you to go back and listen to the story again Uh, we do thank andrew for stopping by and as always make today and every day uh for the rest of your life your living masterpiece And just know that uh, the opposite of addiction is connection. So make yourself two friends today. Collect two wins, and we'll see you next time. God bless each and everyone.